Hi, this is Brian Maddox with The Consulting Trap. Joining me today is Joseph Polanin from the Alakai Group. Welcome, Joe. Welcome, Brian. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's a pleasure to be here today. Thanks for coming. Um, I wanted to ask a couple of questions for you, uh, but right out of the gate, if you could give our listeners just a little bit more about your background and how you got into your practice, that'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so thank you um, again for the opportunity. Uh, I served in the Navy for 30 years uh, and I retired in 2020. And when I did, I always knew that I wanted to start my own company. I knew that it would be somewhere in the leadership and strategy consulting space. I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do, um, but, but I had a foundational principle that stuck with me. And that is what I founded Alakai upon. And this is the interrelationship and the intersection between vision, strategy, and talent. So whether it's a team of two or a team of 20,000, whether it's a small local firm or a large global corporate organization, that, that intersection is what I call the three-legged stool. You take one leg out, the stool falls over. What's more important, the goal, the plan, or the people? And the answer is yes. There has to be a compelling an articulate and well-crafted and well-communicated vision. The boss just can't keep it in his or her head. Then there's got to be a clear, simple, cogent, cohesive plan of action to achieve that vision. And then people have to understand it. In my experience, Brian, uh, people don't get excited about things they don't understand. But once they understand, you have an opportunity for them to become champions for your cause. And what I do is I help companies learn and focus on that interrelationship. If they have a good vision, if they have a good strategy, if they're educating and empowering their people, I help them accelerate what they're already doing and make it better. And if they don't have those things, I help them build them, communicate them, implement them, and then accelerate them. That's the foundation of Alakai. How did you get started with this? How did you decide to build your practice and what were the first couple of steps you took? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I first decided to do this about 10 years ago when I was still serving on active duty and I was involved in several large scale global corporate reorganizations and restructurings. The largest was about 123,000 people uh, and about an $80 billion fiscal value. And Brian, from those experiences, I witnessed firsthand, both academically while I was working on my MBA and as a practitioner, the importance of that interrelationship between vision, strategy, and talent. So I knew that somehow, some way in the future, uh, this was something for me that didn't feel like work. Uh, it just felt like helping people, which is what I've always enjoyed doing, um, educating people and, and helping high performance teams that are already very good at what they do become much more efficient and much more effective and actually achieve their goals faster uh, with a unity of effort and an alignment of purpose. Uh, and so I knew it was gonna take some shape, some form of that. When I founded the company in, in April of 2020, uh, I really didn't do too much with it uh, as far as the details of execution, but I spent the first year after founding the company focused on what I was going to do and why I was going to do it. I didn't spend a lot of time on the website. 
I didn't spend a lot of time on uh, advertising or marketing. I didn't spend a lot of time on lead generation or business development. I focused almost exclusively on what I was going to deliver to be very precise on that, who my ideal clients were going to be, uh, and, and why I was going to do it. So that if someone asked me, I could articulate those quite clearly. And then, and then the other things that I mentioned, which are very important, the marketing, uh, the lead generation, uh, you know, those types of things, they can come later. But if I didn't, I felt if I didn't have the foundation and, and, the, and the cornerstone of what I was doing and why I was doing it, if I didn't have that firm and precise first, then those other things wouldn't be as important. So that's how I started. And that's what I focused on initially. When you, when you figured out the, you know, the, the what you were going to do and, and why you were doing it and who you're going to do it for, um, how did that translate from those sort of, uh, may, I wouldn't say esoteric, but maybe high level concepts, those, you know, the 50,000 foot view, how did you then take that and turn that into action and, and, and follow on to that is what actions did you take? Uh, as you know, a lot of our listeners are in that practitioner space. I think the one thing that we can say safely that's common amongst all consultants is we, we come to the table with a strong desire to help, to improve uh, the conditions, the working conditions for people, to improve the outcomes that they're trying to get to. But but that desire to improve those those things, those that desire to help, um, it's hard in the beginning to turn that into to quantifiable steps. So what were the first couple of steps you took after you had that kind of laid out? Yeah, uh, so there were three initial steps, uh, not necessarily in any particular order, but, but really I did all of these things simultaneously. Uh, the, the first one was I leveraged a network of people who are much smarter than me uh, in, in certain disciplines, whether it be sales, marketing, branding, uh, individual coaching, uh, because what I do is, a, is, is as a strategic leadership consultant. I can coach, I can teach, I can mentor, and I enjoy doing inspirational speaking, but that is not the laser focus of Alakai. Alakai exists to provide strategic consulting to improve the organizational performance of the team with that intersection of vision, strategy, and talent. So I sought out subject matter experts, highly successful people in other disciplines and other areas that I had no background and I had no expertise. Uh, and I leveraged their expertise to help me sharpen my message, sharpen my focus, and, and very, very precisely develop uh, just a couple of marketing materials. I have two one-pagers that I share uh, with, with prospective leads and, and clients uh, to keep it simple. Uh, so that was really the first thing I did was establish, build, and then leverage uh, the network. When it came to my service offerings, I really focused on brand delineation. What makes Alakai unique? What makes us different from others? And, and so I did a lot of my own research. I again leveraged my network I looked to see what others, large, small, medium-sized organizations and the range in between, I looked to see what they were doing in the leadership and, and the strategic and the management consulting space. 
And I found many organizations, did a lot of research on my competition, to put it, put it plainly. And what I found was there are a lot of organizations who say they do a portion of what I do. There are a lot of organizations who claim to have methodologies or systems or even tools that will help an organization automate some of these things. But there is no organization that I can find uh, in my research of about 100 plus different, different organizations that focuses exclusively on the intersection between vision, strategy, and talent. As I mentioned earlier, I can do other things, but that's what I focus on exclusively. So Alakai, to my knowledge, is the only such company in the marketplace that is positioned to provide this unique service offering. And then the third thing I did was, again, keeping it simple, um, I don't have a menu of different products or services that one can purchase. I have two primary service offerings. And again, trying to keep it simple, trying to keep it very focused. Number one, a, a client can say to me, Joe, I have a certain problem. I know there's a disconnect between my vision and my people. I, I don't have a compelling strategy. I haven't built some of those cornerstone documents and I haven't thought through those processes. Please help me with these specific problems. And I go in and I address those clients' needs and I customize and I tailor everything I do to what they have articulated as their need or their problem. The other service offering that I provide is the client comes to me and says, Joe, I know I have a problem, but I'm not sure what it is. And I offer a zero-based review where I come into the company and I look at everything that they currently have, their as-is state of being with respect to vision, strategic planning, and aligning their people. And then I come back to the CEO or the president with whom I deal with exclusively. And, and I say, here's what I found. Here are the facts I found. Here's my analysis. And here are my recommendations to help make it better. And I can offer that to, to potential uh, clients in two ways. I can either come in for a short-term duration project, a number of weeks, and provide those results and then, and then leave, or uh, which, which is the method I prefer, I can join their team as a fractional leader or a fractional advisor for the long term. I like this model, Brian, because it demonstrates to the team I'm working with that I share their urgency, I share their resolve, I'm part of their team, and I'm gonna stick with them until the end, and I'm gonna make sure that any recommendation I give I implement extremely well, and then I leave them in place with a process that prevents future problems from recurring. So those are the three things uh, that I did initially uh, to, to sharpen and focus how I was uh, doing my service delivery. And I hope that answered your question. So, so that it's great. You know, when when we talk about these things, one of the things that comes up all the time is like, so how clean, how how easy is it to understand your service offerings? So, so you've got your strategy, you've got your vision for your organ, your your company, you've got your you know your clean service offerings. Now you're you're poised to really approach the marketplace. So, how are you solving the lead gen problem? This is something that a lot of our consultants are, are struggling with. So how, what, what did you do next? Well, uh, I, I hope that uh, many uh, of those uh, in, our, in our audience uh, today 
will derive a very positive takeaway from this statement. 100% the power of LinkedIn. I have obtained 100% of my leads, prospects, clients, and strategic partners through the power of LinkedIn. I build relationships. I foster a network. I have a conversation. Like, like most of those on, on the call uh, today, um, meet somebody new through LinkedIn, have a connection. Sometimes it's just a connection and that's wonderful. Other times it's an email exchange or a phone call exchange. Other times it's a Zoom meeting uh, where we understand that we have some mutually supportive objectives or we have some synergy or there's a need. Sometimes it's a need in, in a client customer relationship. Other times it's a connector relationship where the individual that I've connected with says, hey, Joe, I don't need Alakai's services right now, but I know Bob and I know Sally and they need your services. I'm going to connect you with them. And I have expanded upon all those relationships. But Brian, the, the lead gen uh, challenge or the lead gen opportunity for me um, has, has been uh, leveraging the power of LinkedIn to enhance uh, not only my connections, but the leads, uh, the prospects and the clients and, and really the strategic alliances and partnerships uh, that I've developed for Alakai as well. So that's that's an amazing result. And and um, uh, one of the things that I find with a lot of the folks that I've spoken with uh, over my consulting sort of career has been, uh, it's very typical when you find something that works, you lean in and you lean in hard, right? So 100% can't argue with the results there. Um, so when you, when you do hop on LinkedIn, right, you say you're nurturing relationships. What are the like? Not to get uh, too granular about it, but like, what do you do? Do you do you wake up in the morning? You 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 hit LinkedIn for an hour, and you say, "Oh, look, that looks like somebody I want to talk to," and you do like a message or an outreach. I mean, how does this work? Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad to share that with you. Um, as you might expect, after 30 years in the military, uh, if I can't build a standard operating procedure or I can't follow a checklist. Uh, I should probably go home and do something else. Uh, <laughs> SOPs, baby. Way to SOPs. go. SOPs. <laughs> so what I did for myself, because I, I have to, as we all do, we only have so many hours in the day. We only have so much bandwidth. We only have so much energy. And I said to myself, I have to build a schedule that works for me. So it's a lot like what you said. I'll get up in the morning, um, make my coffee, and I'm, I'm scrolling through LinkedIn, and I'm checking what, what happened overnight, new connections, new followers, uh, the potential for, for development. And then what I do is I, I devote a portion of each day to different sets of activities. One set of activities um, has to do with building new relationships, reaching out, building new connections, building new leads. Another set of activity is following up with those that I've already maybe had an initial conversation, or maybe I've sent them one or two messages uh, and they haven't responded, which, which is fine. But I have uh, sort of a campaign approach where uh, I'll initially contact someone on LinkedIn messaging, then maybe I follow it up with an email, then maybe it goes follow up with a phone call or whatever the case may be. And I, and I follow that, that, that campaign process to get to a point where the person will say to me, thank you very much, I'm interested. 
in progressing this conversation? Well, no, thank you. And you know what? No, thank you is okay too. No, thank you doesn't mean never. No, thank you means no thanks right now. And I've had uh, some wonderful colleagues uh, with whom I haven't spoken in say 18 months who will call me and say, Joe, do you remember me? Uh, I didn't need Alakai 18 months ago, but I need you now. And oh, by the way, I also have some colleagues that need you and can we have a conversation? And, and I, I'm never surprised by those kinds of things because no doesn't mean never. It just means no thank you right now. And if you can have that kind of conversation with someone and, and keep them in your network, that's a wonderful thing. And then the third thing I do is throughout the week, as I schedule time for those different activities uh, each day, uh, I am following up with those with whom are very, very likely candidates. And I, and I keep this, I don't do anything fancy. I keep it in an Excel spreadsheet. I'm not using a fancy CRM system. It works for me. I think everybody has to find what works for them. And as you said, lean into it and stick with it. So I've built a database now of about 1,600 uh, individuals that I have contacted. Uh, and then of those, probably about 800 uh, have had a, a two-way conversation and expressed some interest with me. Uh, probably about 300 plus of those I would consider a very, very positive lead. Uh, and then over the past two years, uh, a little over 40 uh, have converted uh, into, into clients. And so I call that my slant and I keep conscious of what that, that number, those numbers are and, and how that, how that, uh, how that works. And, and I spend time in each one of those areas uh, each day. So I hope that helps. Uh, absolutely. That's uh that's, uh, that's um, uh, excellent. And uh, you know, it's um, you, you, you have uh the data analyst in me is all tingly now because you have the numbers to go with it, right? Uh, it's one thing to do stuff like on a day-to-day basis and uh, you, you almost get superstitious about it. It's like the playoffs and guys aren't shaving their beards kind of thing. You get superstitious. Like I do the same thing over and over again. It keeps working. You have the data to back it up and that's awesome, mm-hmm. particularly your funnel conversion rates and things like that. Um, so, So my next question then is, um, and this is a pointy, pointy question. So uh, uh, if you need to take a minute to answer it. So, so how is this going to scale as you grow? What, what's the strategy? Because, you know, one of the things that I have found is um, consulting when it gets um, um, uh, busy, it's very difficult to scale it because everyone wants to build a relationship with the person whose name's on the shingle. Right. right? Um, so how does, how's that working or how do you anticipate that working for your practice? Uh, great question. And I have given this some thought and some of the preliminary ideas that I've had and I want to implement over the next six to 12 months to scale, uh, I, I think are probably many ideas and concepts that, uh, that that many of your of your listeners and and network have also thought about. Uh, number one, I am going to write a book or books. Some of that will be um, based upon pure leadership lessons learned from 30 plus years uh, in CEO or COO positions, both in the public sector and the private sector. Uh, distilled down into what I think are most important. Uh, I call it the 11 lessons or the 11 laws of leadership. 
Uh, each one has a has a story that goes along with it, as you might imagine, or stories. Uh, and I, I looked, I'm looking to expand that uh, into a book, uh, which would then become a cornerstone for future uh, marketing uh, products, services, uh, and and to be able to to scale. Another book that I'd like to do is is uh, something that's a little bit more uh, autobiographical in nature, a little bit more of storytelling and a little bit less of, of leadership. And then potentially a third book or a follow-on that, that's a combination of the two. So that, that's the first idea. The second idea is taking my methodology, uh, which I'm getting I'm in the process of getting trademarked right now. It's called the P3 system, people, processes, and persistence. So everything that I do at Alakai can be distilled down into a business model. And it's all about people, the heart of our profession processes, those standard operating procedures and the discipline of getting things done at your organization so you can go from becoming professional to becoming high performance to becoming elite to becoming world class in the way that you exercise discipline in, in the business and the operations of your company. Um, and, and persistence. There's a good chance if you do everything well that I recommend when it comes to vision strategy and talent, you are going to spend a significant amount of time and effort getting that right. And you're going to want it to stick in your organizational culture. And you're going to want it to permeate everything that you're doing, that your whole value system uh, and, and your compass is about at your organization. That requires persistence. In a word, I call it grit. You have to have a mentality that you're not going to quit. Most entrepreneurs, most business owners already have that. So it's not, a, it's not a hard thing to think about or get your head around. But when it comes to truly making cultural change that lasts at your organization, you have to have that. So I'm gonna take that system after I get it trademarked. And one of the ways I'm gonna scale is to market that system or portions of that system. It could be uh, the, the gold version. You get a half a day with Joe, you get some pamphlets and some flyers, and you get some of the methodology of the P3 system. How about the platinum version of the P3 system? You get three days with Joe, you get everything that's in the gold package, but then you also get some videos, some testimonials, and some other documentation uh, and, and some systems that will help you permeate this uh, and sustain it at your own organization. And then the diamond version would be that zero-based review, a full week with Joe, uh, and, and then implementing all the things that are in uh, the gold uh, and, the, and the platinum package. Those are some of the initial ideas I have about uh, scaling, uh, implementing those things uh, in, in, a, in a similar fashion. And the last point about scaling for me is there are many different kinds of clients out there. And I mentioned to you earlier two for me. One's a short-term, one's a long-term, where a client invites me to, to come in as a fractional leader uh, in their organization. Uh, I see both of those as valuable and both of those as extremely important. But as you mentioned, there's only so much time in the day. There's only so many clients that I could have. So many people have asked me, well, how many short-term clients can you handle? And how many long-term clients can you handle? My goal for scaling is if I get enough long-term clients that I'm a fractional leader for their organization, 
that provides for me revenue streams that go out 18 to 36 months. Now I'm not chasing how many leads do I need next month? How many clients do I need next quarter? Now I'm able to selectively work on clients over the next year, over the next two years, and, and I'm able to grow and scale the business in the previous ways that I, that I mentioned. The last thing I'll say is uh, Alakai is intended to remain uh, small, agile, and lean. It is a family business. Uh, both my daughters and my wife are very interested uh, in, in participating, and, and I see that uh, as, an, as another mechanism over the next several years uh, for us to grow and scale um, as, as my daughters uh, become more involved. That's awesome. Um, so, I, I, I definitely, um, uh, folks, if you're if you're listening to this podcast, check on Alakai and see see where Joe landed on some of these things. Um, this is uh, we're, we'll keep a keep an eye and ear out for the future. Um, uh, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, but before we go, I want to ask um, who should who should really reach out to you and how how should they go about doing that? What who who would you think would be a great fit for you, uh, and and how can they get a hold of you? Absolutely. Uh, Brian, thank you for asking, and I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, I believe that leadership, strategy, and the alignment between vision, the plan, and the people uh, is applicable across every industry and sector, small company to large company, startup, early stage business, it, it doesn't matter. So any industry and sector uh, I, I'm interested in hearing from you, and I'm interested in helping you to communicate your vision powerfully, establish a clear and simple plan to achieve that vision, and mobilizing, empowering, and inspiring your people to get behind that plan. Uh, nominally and typically, I have uh, the first and the best conversations with the CEO, president, founder, or senior partners of the company, because I find that making sure that I am achieving their intent and their expectations is key. If it's a much larger organization, say a global uh, company that's got 20,000 people in 126 countries, it may be uh, appropriate for me to engage with someone else in the C-suite or an EVP. But typically, I am speaking with and I'm having conversations with uh, the, the CEO, the president, uh, the founders, uh, th those, those types of individuals. I would ask that, that you reach out to me. Uh, there are many ways to do that. Uh, my phone number is area code 757-373-6930. My email is the Alakai group at gmail.com. T-H-E-A-L-A-K-A-I group at gmail.com. Website is thealakaigroup.com. And my profile on LinkedIn uh, connects with, with all of those and, and all the contact information is there. Uh, if you wonder why you're not achieving the goals that you have set forth, if you are potentially concerned that your people may not understand your vision the same way that you do. And if you have a plan of attack, but it's just not working the way that you want or the way that you intend, 
and you are the senior leader of your organization, give me a call. I can help. Perfect. Thank you so much for your time, Joe. And uh, we look forward to hearing more about how your practice develops in the future. Brian, thank you so much. It's my honor and my privilege being with you and your listeners today. And I certainly hope that uh, some of the things that I've said about my journey and how I've uh, begun uh, my my practice uh, resonate with and, and help them. And, and, and I'm also glad to speak with uh, any of your listeners and any of those in your network uh, to share best practices as well, because I believe it's important uh, to, to learn uh, and share among our network. So thank you again for the opportunity. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Consulting Trap. If you have suggestions for future episodes or would like to be a guest on our show, please send me an email at brian at podcastchef.com. That's B-R-I-A-N at P-O-D-C-I-S-T-C-H-E-F dot com. Before we go, we'd like to thank the sponsor of our show, Podcast Chef. Podcast Chef helps turn ordinary podcasting into a revenue-generating lead magnet for your consulting business. Our podcasting done for you service takes away the headache of starting up and running your own podcast. Reach out now to take advantage of our 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit us at podcastchef.com to find out how our team of experts can help you leverage podcasting to take your business to the next level. Hey, you. Yes, you. It's uh, 2024 and you don't have a podcast yet, or maybe you do, but you're struggling with it. Uh, We will talk to you about that uh, for free. We'll help you figure out uh, where you might be stuck, uh, whether or not we can help you for sure. But also, uh, if you don't have one yet, what are the like first five things you can do? Uh, What are some great angles that you can use to make sure that your podcast was sustainable as you start to develop that moving forward? Uh, Those consults are free. So reach out at the link below uh, in the show notes or email me at brian at podcastchef.com. Thanks. Hi, this is Brian. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, Our website, podcastchef.com, has a ton of useful information about how to best leverage podcasting to help you solve some of your business goals and challenges. You can also schedule a demo uh, where we can show you how specifically Podcast Chef and our team can help you with some of your podcasting goals. Thanks. Thanks.